Okay, we are on air, as they say. Hi, everyone. This is Hillary. Hey, this is Jenny. Welcome to the Garden Tarts YouTube-ish podcast. YouTube-ish, heavy on the YouTube. (laughs) Today. (laughs) Yes, especially today. Some days are better than others. Mm -hmm. Um, Today we are recording on March 20th. Wait, what is today? Oh, today's the 20th. <laughs> Why did I write the date totally wrong? Anyway, but you're really like, are you in the future with Edge? I guess I am. I have no idea what I was thinking, but um, I really wrote that wrong. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Um, <laughs> anyway, today's date is. March 20th, 2023, and if you're listening, it will be on or after March 22nd, 2023. This is Season 5, Episode 11. Whoo! Bring it on! And out of our categories, this is, of of episodes, this is in the category of what's going on. Because it's, it's kind of, though, it's kind of a little bit of a tart talk. A little bit. Except it's more... It, well, a tart talk is more um, research, like yeah, academic. I have a this little one, bit academic for this, but just but I feel little, like this one might be a little bit more spiritual. I think you're right. <laughs> it's more zen than our. Yeah, talk. yeah. So we haven't actually talked about our different versions of Epps in a while. Have not. Should we just like real quick say what they are for new listeners? Sure. We have three categories. Three categories. We have the what's going on, which is the basic every day or every week app. And that's just, you know, literally what's going on in the world, in our lives, in the YouTube world, that kind of thing. And then we have the chart talks, which is our really, these are heavy YouTube content that we have done research for. There's off- a lot of research. A lot of research. They are often album related. So not always, but that's like, yes, when we do album reviews or this or that, that's what those are. And then the third one, is that the VIP guest one? Yes. Yeah. And that's when we have a VIP guest on. Well, we recently re-aired one of our favorite VIP guest ones with Andy Green from Rolling Stone, but those are always fun. So much fun. Always a blast. Uh, So, yeah, those are the three. So when you see that little tagline or hear us say that, now you know. So this is what's going on. What's going on? And it's mainly an unboxing, though I have no box to unbox. It's mainly. (laughs) Yes. I have not gotten my. You haven't gotten yours yet. And I got all three that I ordered today. It's crazy. Um, Yeah, I haven't gotten my Songs of Surrender yet, but I have listened to it on Apple Music. I listened to everything all the way through once, and then a few songs I've listened to multiple times. I've, I've listened to everything all the way through once. Yeah. 
but that's mainly what this up is about is our unboxing you can talk about actually unboxing i've not gotten there yet <laughs> well so i guess we should say we're unboxing songs of surrender yeah <laughs> but i will also say because we've unboxed the songs that have come out have they done it but it's that's like a mental unboxing yes so like i did get i i turned out i got three versions i got the four lp set box set i got the exclusive one that they first offered to youtube.com subscribers it's the clear which is an amazing packaging amazing it is like heavy duty silver metallic even the liner notes inside are like this heavy duty silver metallic paper it's gorgeous and then i got the target one which is the like a nice brilliant translucent translucent blue color but the um actual packaging is just regular it's not shiny or metallic it's just it's what you would expect mine is coming from virginia where i live <laughs> it's not further than it has a label created but i'm not it's not moved um well it's weird i don't expect it from youtube.com though they should but places like target and amazon when there's a release date you usually get it on the release date i know and so I ordered one from Amazon, which I canceled it because I just decided I don't yeah. need I don't I don't need more than two copies. Right. <laughs> um but it wasn't gonna be delivered until like the twenty second. Huh. My target one said it was supposed to come on the twenty second and it came today. Yeah. But yeah, that's weird. Well, I I have a lot to say about the album. I um my thoughts about it have kind of <laughs> changed hands several times. Um, <laughs> I was really kind of a naysayer about it when I heard the songs as they've been released. Um they re I really feel like they did not pick the right ones. I mean maybe they picked it in terms of them being timely and you know like big name yeah you know what the dates that they were announced or whatever like pride came out you know on mlk day or whatever i mean those those were good choices but they are by no means the best songs on the album in my opinion and they just kind of put as a whole they just kind of i don't know just kind of gave the album a pre like sour note to me i also think as i started reading more interviews and stuff with edge and now that i've seen so much with edge and bono and we'll talk about that stuff i just have a much better concept of the graph of the of their expectations of the album and the songs and it's like I, I was waiting for, like, you know, that, that U2-ness to hit my soul, you know, listening to these new reimagined versions. And that's not necessarily the goal. No. Um, it's, it's, I don't know. I have a whole new appreciation 
for all of them, yeah. even not fully grasping them when they release them individually, understanding more about the process. So I uh, would not recommend doing what I did, but it was a it was an interesting way to go. I, I, yeah. Maybe I would. But so instead of listening to the songs in the order on the album, yeah. like it really seemed like there was no and I I still agree with this. There is no order. The songs are just and I don't believe and, you know, Edge said in an interview that he, you know, picked everything and then made sure everyone was okay with it. So even though everybody gets a side, they didn't necessarily pick. Right. You know, what was on their side. So there really isn't, it's not like, you know, like. Only the first and last song are specific. Right. Absolutely. Because that first one is one and the last one is 40. Right. And those make sense. Those make perfect sense. Yeah. Um, And that's exactly where they should be. Um, but so I went through and picked out songs that I wanted to hear. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, this album is just the most brilliant thing I've ever heard in my life. And then I play it through and I'm starting to think there are a lot of duds on this album. Why <laughs> is it that the that the, my first listen through everything was like perfect? And I'm like, because I'm an idiot and I picked the song. Oh, <laughs> you picked your favorite. I picked my favorite songs and that's why everything was so good. Um, but that's also, I mean, but that's also a good sign. And I think I told you, like, if you only picked your favorite songs and didn't like them, that would have been a problem. And there was no, of the songs that I picked. That's why when I said, and I did say, and I, I, I'm, I still stand by it. I was expecting just to be unhappy with it because I was unhappy with, Mo- not mo- not all I'm gonna say not all but I was unhappy with a handful of the singles so I was right. unhappy with the album I'm not unhappy with it. It, it I definitely have come you know come back from being unhappy with it and I understand and it was you it was a Instagram post from Duncan Stewart that you sent yeah that said, it's you need to listen to it in the angle of it's supposed to be like you're in the room with them. And I definitely feel like that. And that right. turned a lot of songs around for me. Like just that idea of, well, I'm, I'm there. This They're in this teeny little room. Like I'm in this teeny little room. We're all together listening to this. Yeah. music is amazing. Um, and Bono has said a few times, you know, like people listen to music in their ears now. Right. And that's where it's supposed to be like he is whispering in your ear. Right. And that's what it feels like. I mean, especially it, is. it, it really is. You're totally right. Um, I think it was also, uh, I think it was a tweet. I'm not sure from, I think, Neil McCormick. Yeah. Yeah. He also said along the lines that, you know, we don't listen to, we don't listen to albums all the way through anymore. It's it's we're past that. Right. That time. And I mean, that's what I did. And I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. Then I got, so I have like a list. Um, I mean, just the playlist and I went through and I highlighted the songs that I listened to, to make sure. And I'm like, why are there no more of the good songs? left? (laughs) 
like how how and you did it again (laughs) (laughs) damn it (laughs) yeah um but you said and and this was also uh a big one for me um a big kind of eye-opener but you know I've been for like 30 years I'm not kidding about that it's been like 30 years I've been joking about Bono having a lounge act yeah like a Vegas lounge act one and of my talked songs, about it a lot on and like lot. on this pod especially early on yeah like I I've had this you know like like him wearing like a little fedora and sitting on a director's chair in Las Vegas, you know, with a martini, snapping yeah. his fingers, this whole lounge acting. And oh my God, there, but the one song that has always been in my head for his lounge act always has been Two Hearts. Yeah. Like, it, it, like the snaps, like I, I have it in my head. I, I think my brother like came up with like added lyrics and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. Way back. Right. In high school. Um, I mean, like ages and ages ago, we came up with this, you know, and that version, though, I believe it's sung by Edge. It is sung by Edge, yes. Um, that version is so lounge act with it the is. slaps and the snaps and it's just and I, I think it's one of the fucking coolest songs on the album oh my god it is and the fly the fly yeah for oh sure god. um so one of the another thing that and this maybe takes us a little bit into a tart talk because i i did do some research with this but one of the things that that i found that i enjoy the most are the newer songs yes I didn't expect that and I don't know why I I was just like you know some something that is, I heard someone explain it, their I other people have said this and someone said that they felt like for them it's because they weren't as t- as attached well, those songs, so it's easier to hear a revised version. And that might be that might be the case. I mean, yeah. I'm enjoying those songs so much. I mean, there are a lot of them that I'm very much attached to. Um, that, but but I think that I think what's so interesting I think about the newer songs is. So there are, I mean, I counted 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 songs out of the 40 that have never been played outside of their tour, if at all. Wow, okay. Live. So, I mean, they maybe were played in their in their specific tour, like Miracle Drug. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Okay. Or, yeah. you know, little things that give you away. Like, I, I'm just, you know, they they weren't played for another tour. And right. I mean, either they're that new, but then there's also, um, sometimes you can't make it on your own. Invisible, Dirty Day, um, Miracle of Joey Ramone, 
Electrical Storm, If God Would Send His Angels. I mean, I'm not going to list them all, but they're 13 songs that have never, ever, they don't have any traction. Right. Like, they were played pretty much as is. Yeah, and so there's never been there's never been any room for them to evolve. And they're so, those songs specifically are so evolved. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, like Pride has had, we've heard it, we've heard it evolve over the years. We've right. heard With or Without You and, I don't know, everything. Who's going to ride your wild horses? I mean, like, we've heard evolution. Yes. But we've never heard it for 13 of these songs. And that's a lot. And to me, that was really, that's really bold. Yeah. To well, have that song say for, he was trying yeah. to pick the unlikely ones. Yeah. Also, no, we were talking about, you were saying how maybe they didn't pick the right ones to release first. Yeah. So Pride was first, right? Yeah. Edge says that's his favorite. Well, Edge and I can agree to disagree. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, that would make sense why it was one of the first. Yeah. It it also, I have to say, though, I think there's several, like, misconceptions. Well, one is that it this is a U2 album. I mean, they're U2 songs. Yes. But. They're original, U2 originals. Yeah. But I think that maybe that was something that should have you know he he felt it necessary to explain what the album was and i looking back i I don't think he did that great of a job of that until more recently until the past week right right there was a lot that needed to have been said before we ever heard pride you know like i feel like i would have if i knew what maybe then what i know now just about you know how the how it was developed, how it was recorded, right? That these are Edge songs, yeah. That he brought brought Bono in on, and a little bit of Adam, yeah. Yes, um, there are Larry drum loops and stuff like Larry is on there, but it sounds like he did not play specifically for yeah. you. Well, and like what was what was I the one I was watching? Um, oh, I was, I don't know, I've watched so many things. It may have been the Apple One interview with the RV. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Where I watched it today, it's great, with Zane Lowe, who's just one of the best interviewers I've ever seen. This is the second interview we've seen with him and you two, and he's just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's done more, but it's the second that I remember. And, um, and th- they do keep saying, you know, this was, you know, our, our drummer's injured right now. Like, yeah. this was a project to do while he's in. Like, so. And Larry said, oh, and I found this Larry drum loop that. Whew. I would venture to say that there is. I was going to say one quote unquote brand new song, but there might be at least two. And I'm talking about Bad and Walk On. I mean, Walk On is is definitely not. I mean, that that song's been entirely reinvented. Right. I mean, it's still chord wise, like it's still. Oh yeah, yeah. But 
bad's completely different. Yeah. It's a different point of view. It's different. Everything. It's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. It's perfect. So I also feel like a lot of the videos that we've seen, Mm -hmm. we're hearing on the album are not the same versions from the video. Really? Yeah. I have not gone back and like audited that. Because the the version, I'm pretty sure, I mean, unless something changed, I don't know. But, like, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Yeah. That's not the same version from that video. Mm-hmm. Because I remember just being kind of indifferent about it. I think we all said that. I think we right. all, all three of us said No, I was intrigued. I I like the the album version. I also think it's weird because sometimes the clips of the videos we saw would start in like a weird part of the song. Like the 11 o'clock TikTok one video started with like this high falsetto that, and I was like, well, that's a weird way to start the song. But it's not actually, it's a really, really small part of the song. Yeah. Um, I like the rest of it much more than that part. And needless to say, Bono's voice has never been this good. It was interesting to hear. So we should say, like, the major things we have consumed (laughs) between the two of us are the Disney Plus with David Letterman, which is just like (laughs) chef's kiss. Amazing. Gorgeous. Um, The Apple One with Zane Lowe in the RV. Um, I did watch Tiny Desk today, the NPR Tiny Desk, and I listened to the interview with Bono and Edge and Bill Carter on U2X, which was great. And I don't necessarily remember where everything came from. So if we're saying someone said this, it's a lot of It's a lot of information to absorb and so much it came from. Um, there's a track by track on U2X that I want to listen to that's apparently with them. There's an interview, a print interview or a web interview, words as opposed to audio, with Adam about it that I've not had a chance to read. But watching Bono and Edge, because so many of them are video, well, and then listening to U2X, like, they're really having a good time. And, like, I really... Honestly, believe this is more them in their friendship than we've ever actually witnessed on such a grand scale. Yeah. It's just, I just, yeah. They're really proud of themselves and they had a really good time making this. It it really, it's just absolutely not at all what I expected. And I'm, I'm proud of that. Yeah. We, I should say we were both having, actually, you and me and Gunnar Tardiman, we were all having a day yeah. on March 17th, and none of us were in the mood to mentally put ourselves into the U2 sphere. Mm-mm. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of mental work. And um, finally, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put my headphones on. I'm going to walk the dog. I'm just going to start the album. And then I walked the dog, I folded laundry, I had lunch, I played with my cricket, made some t-shirts, 
And I just, all of a sudden, the album was over. And I felt like a completely different person. It was, un, it was ex- exactly what I needed. Yeah. And I have to trust that because 99% of the time, that's the case. Fun fact. Um, there are two albums that are missing songs. October and I saw the I saw this list. What besides October? No line. No line. That's what it is. You're right. Uh, um, apparently they had about 50 songs that they were interested in releasing, but got down down to 40, and some of those 10 of the 40 to 50 just weren't completely working out. But on Tiny Desk, they did in a little while. Really? Which was um, which was which was different. It was um I'm gonna get it's one that they had worked on. Yeah. It was great. It was great. Tiny Desk, so they did Beautiful Day in a little while, stuck in a moment, and the new version of Walk On. At one point during Beautiful Day during the bridge, Bond was like do an edge, edge, do an edge thing. And he did like some, <laughs> everyone was quite pleased. <laughs> it's it's only like 20 minutes. It's wonderful. I recommend it. Yeah, I need to watch it. I, I started watching the, the first few, I watched like a minute of it and then I had to stop. I would recommend watching Tiny Desk before needing to watch the Apple one mm-hmm. the other one is great i just think that like the tiny desk is so different from the disney plus well apple one felt like part of that yeah kind of that reminds me that i do have a question for bon over whiskey and cake i do too what, what's your question would he like to come in my rv and drive to vegas <laughs> <laughs> They end the interview in Vegas. This is part one of the Apple one. Interesting. They are driving to Vegas. So there's going to be another interview. So I do recommend watching it sooner than later. So you're not like catching up when the next one comes out. Yeah. But I, because we were talking about having the Tart Mobile (laughs) going on tour with the band in the motorhome and then, you know, hosting the band for interviews. Sure, let's do it. Apparently it's a thing. So you come in my RV? It's not an Airstream, but it's still cool. My question for Bono is, I wonder if he's ever jumped from the 40 foot. (gasps) That's a good question. I would assume so. Me too, but... In all of his life? I would assume so too, but... And his kids go there. I feel like the when Eve was doing interviews for um, Bad Sisters, yeah, she said she had only discovered it recently. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not far. I mean, I'm sure she know. I'm sure she's known where it was, but I don't think she had the motivation to do it until recently. Gotcha. I just feel like it's a really good question. I just feel like. Bono's also just been around a whole lot longer than Eve. <laughs> yeah. So if there's, you know, a uh, like a chance as a teen or, you know, a young adult or. Yeah. 
I want to go. I want to go the 40 foot. I don't think I want to jump, but I want to go in the water there. Like, like David, like David Letterman. <laughs> yeah. I want to, I just want to take a dip. I definitely want to go in the water. Shoes, but, but not a jump. Yeah. But I still think it's, you're still at the 40 foot, even if you walk in. Yeah. Well, I want to know specifically if he's jumped. Oh, okay. Because I bet he swam. Yeah. Speaking of the 40 foot, what do you think of the new song for Letterman? I like it. I didn't get, I, I heard about it before I watched it. Yeah. And then when he, when Letterman got to I heard the 40 foot man, the song. Right. And then when Letterman got to Dublin, I started thinking, yeah, he's the tallest man in Dublin, isn't he? That was my thought too. Glenn Hansard is close because he's pretty tall, but Letterman still seems taller. Right. So um, I initially thought it was a reference to his height. Me too. And then I'm like, oh, my God, it's the 40 foot. (laughs) um, I don't know. It just made me smile. That kind of made my day today. Um, It's a really cute. I mean, I they play like a recorded version over the credits or something. It's great. It's really good. It's really good. And, you know, on one hand, it's like, oh, show offs. You don't have to write a song like on demand to show us how talented you are. But on the other hand, it's like, oh, my God, that's talent. Here's the thing. When they do that kind of stuff, it's usually pretty corny. This wasn't. This was a real song. It was a little corny, but it was it was a real song. I mean, that was great. Yeah. I enjoy I enjoy that. And the when Edge started playing streets, like Letterman was like, do it again. <laughs> yeah. And this is never gonna happen again. Do it again. <laughs> I would have cut I would have said it over and over and over again though. Yes. And he did and they cut out that part. But what I love most about the Disney Plus. I mean, I love so much about it, but a sort of homecoming, it's called. That's too long to say. Is it, I mean, obviously Letterman has known you two for a while, you know, from being on their show, whatever, famous people, whatever, whatever. But I'm not sure he got it. No. And he like, he gets it now. And I mean, he, I, I don't think he, he really, I mean, that he didn't get Dublin, you know, like he. Right. A lot. He he did a lot of unboxing in that episode. Yeah. Just really, I feel like rare to see anybody, you know, react like that. Like right. we react. He's so enamored and just. He, I mean, his like constellation and like, just like, oh, my God, like this. Yeah. And just so genuine. This is literally like, like this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like, like Yeah. Watch him watch Bono sing um Every Breaking Wave. Yeah. Yeah. Was I mean, I was freaking out. I can't yeah. imagine being in the room, you know. And then like him after like everyone was singing at the pub and he stood up and was just like Bono asked how long he'd been sober. 
Yeah, he did. And then he said, we'll see how it goes tonight or something. <laughs> I'm like, shit. I don't know if we joke. Is it too soon? It is too soon. And David Letterman said he was like 70. 75 and he'd been sober since he was 35. Or something like that. 37 or something. He's been sober for 50 years. Fonda challenged him. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to listen to it again. I craved it today having that same experience of just because again like we keep talking about I mean we as in like a scarred and tart just keep talking about how like, our days are just just been really heavy there's a lot going on in the world a lot going on in our lives and thank goodness for each other and um I just I, I needed the therapy of having Bono in my ear today in this context and I couldn't I needed to call my mom. I needed to do this. I needed to do that. I, I just like. So hopefully tomorrow. And I, I feel like I want to do another. I don't know. We'll see. I do want to. Do what you did and like flip through. Yeah, that was. Um, listen, get a good feel for the songs kind of specifically. I don't know. I w- went through a. And put hearts by a lot of songs, and I'm looking back at them, and they're they're mostly the newer songs, which is weird. Lights of Home, oh my God, that was so good. Lights of Home, so stinking good. I need to. But one of those songs too that. I felt like, I mean, not that any of them needed improvement anyway, but I think that what I was looking for was a song that was better than the original. Yes. And um, there are a handful of them out there that that are Song for Someone, Miracle Drug, God. Miracle Drug, so good. I would say, like, Song for Someone and Every Breaking Wave, they, like, kept the acoustic versions. Yeah. Which we saw develop on stage and are winners. Yeah, Lights of Home, so good. Um, There's a little bit, like, and I feel like there were some others. I calling Bono out on stay for imitating Leonard Cohen. Oh my gosh. Well, this is what I was going to say before. Edge called out, you know, that the way the band plays, it pushes Bono into a vocal range. It is actually uncomfortable for him. Mm-hmm. And Bono's gotten better at singing at it, but it's not actually his natural range. And then one of them were saying that this gave him the opportunity to sing where he really sings. Mm-hmm. And is comfortable singing, and I don't think I really realized how low his voice can be. Really, I, you know, a handful of songs where he'll do that, like when he sang like Miss Sarajevo or whatever. Yeah. And he go for the super low, and then and then right into like higher notes. And I just I've said it a thousand times, but like sing like that always. 
<laughs> like, right. You've got that. You've you're you have that ability. Just sing like that always. Right. And he he now he does. But stay, man. That is low. Very very low. And then it comes back up to kind of like it's natural. Yeah. Song place, I guess. I don't know natural, but that is. I mean, I guess I will ask him that over whiskey and cake. Were you purposefully embodying Leonard Cohen? Yeah. I also want to know if on one, he was throwing in some Dylan slides. You know how Dylan will like, kind of like blur kind of. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I can't imitate it. There's some stuff on this recorded version of one that is so Dylan that it, I can't stand it. It's part of Dylan's voice that I can't stand. But then when he did it, one in Dublin with Letterman, it was perfect. Perfect. And I could still perfect. hear it a little bit, but it wasn't as um, uh, the focal point. Yeah. I can't imagine the... Uh, they must have rehearsed for Letterman forever. Yeah. Well, apparently they rehearsed for the for tiny, desk. tiny desk. They rehearsed for five days in, in in Bono's apartment. Yeah. And that was just four songs in the NPR offices. Yeah. Plus, there were so many musicians. There were. Singers. But I I need to look at the dates again. But he hadn't been back from the tour for very long from his book tour. Yeah. Long when they did that, because I remember it being his book tour was done and he was instantly doing the two stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that it just I feel like it was it was really close timing to when when he when they recorded that. Yeah. He got home from when the tour book tour ended. And then Letterman. I'm curious, remember when we saw him with Letterman in New York? We saw pictures or video of that. Yeah, because they were on a rooftop or something. That was never in... I thought they were in, like, Central Park. Maybe I missed that. Missed that. But, so when you... Watching the credits of the Disney+, Plus, it keeps going back and forth between U.S. unit... Mm. Dublin unit or Ireland unit. So there must like, so there must have been crews on both sides. So I wonder if some of the interviews, like at one point Bono's with Letterman, like in a studio at some point, they talk a bunch like at a desk, like when Bono's drawing Ireland and stuff. I thought that was at the library in Dublin. Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah, because there were books behind him. Yeah. Hmm. I just wonder if there was some, st- I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe they filmed some stuff that they didn't use. And, the, but then where, yeah, where Bono was recording, they didn't specify where that was, I don't believe. Right. When he was singing in a studio. Oh, right, right. Hmm. And, but I'm sure there's gobs of, content that was never wasn't used i'm sure it was so cool though how they juxtaposed 
U2's growing with Ireland's history yeah. and time and just how important Ireland has been to U2's growth and U2 also to Ireland. It's really cool. It's really it's, well done. It, it, I really enjoyed it. I need to watch it again. I don't know when I'm going to do that, but. Well, I, hopefully it'll be there for a while. Yeah. I will say my Facebook feed is filling up again with I'm members of all of a whole bunch of YouTube fan groups on Facebook. So I can post about this little pod we have. <laughs> yeah. And all the naysayers are coming back. But on Friday, when this first came out, it was like every other post was like, I stand corrected. Yeah. I mean, it all back. I even I was talking. I don't take it all back, but I take most of it back. And I take back, you know, just my my pure negativity. I don't want, I don't want to say pure, but I mean, pride just really did me in. I don't like it. <laughs> well, I think like that's kind of people were saying too. Like I take like basically like I misunderstood what was yeah. happening here. Oh, I was, I was talking to another someone in the fan world who, you know, is really prominent and getting information out to fans and stuff and he was like you know I was really planning on having a few that I liked and then just overall just being positive about the project yeah like let's just be happy for them yeah and and they were like I I didn't expect the tears <laughs> like I'm like yeah I didn't expect it to be my therapy for the day either so there you go. Man, we've still got a lot to um learn about this album. We do. Just for ourselves. And I can't wait to experience it more. And I man, that was so much content all at once. That was so fucking overwhelming. Just Letterman and the album itself was just more than I could deal with in a day. Right. And it's not like it's one album that's 45 to 60 minutes no and then an hour and a half special it's right. right I mean it took me it took me what three days to listen to the whole album yeah it's well, not really because I didn't really listen to any of it on Saturday but still it's yeah it's a lot of content so I'm sure as we listen let's make a deal that as we listen and have thoughts we can like just Sprinkle them into our eps. Yeah. And then eventually we'll have a proper tart talk. When it when it comes chronologically. Yeah. Oof. Gosh. That's like ten years away. It is. <laughs> it's uh what do we all that you can't leave behind? No line. Five. Six, six years away. Seven. Seven years? Well, six years if you it's six years away, yeah. Yeah. It's seven albums away. We have one to do this year already. Yes, because one is this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's the seventh album, but this, uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. So I was, in my head, I was like, (laughs) uh, it just made me laugh. But I was like, okay, so we have All That You Can't Leave Behind, How to Smannel, No Line, those two. (laughs) (laughs) And I love those two. I know. I'm not saying it like I'm not I'm not saying it like dismissing them or anything. Yeah. But it's just like 
They're such okay. a pair. Yeah, they're such so a pair. Like, Those two. I wonder how many albums we'll be adding on to the end of the list by the time we get to this one. Probably just one. <laughs> <laughs> At the pace they're going. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Huh. Well, should we let these fine people go listen to the album some more? Yeah. So let me just l- mention this desire. We were going back and forth. Is it Edge? Is it not Edge? I listen to it now and it's so Edge. Right. How did we, isn't it? It is absolutely Edge. And we went back. Oh my God. I listened so hard when that video came out. And I think we all questioned it, but we decided to err on the side of Bono. We should have gone with our first instinct. My yeah. first instinct was Edge. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But I question that and question that. And now and it, it's, it, it's like that big time falsetto. Yeah, like yeah. we should yeah, we should have known. Like, yeah. And we did know. So I think that my favorite out of all four of them, I think definitely my favorite as a whole is Bono's and then Adams. I'm going to have to go, uh, it does get better as it goes. I almost at one point said to you all, just skip the Larrys. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I only like, have. Skip Edges and get to Larry, listen to Larry on. I have three songs that I put. Which is unfair. It is unfair, but I have three Larry songs that I, that I put likes next to. They are Get Out of Your Own Way, Ordinary Love, and Miracle of Jelly Moon. Yeah. This is interesting. I don't know. Like, I didn't even think about, until I had already put down the songs that I liked, I didn't even think about my love of, you know, more the more recent songs. Yeah. I'll have to pay attention with that in context. Yeah. I was going to ask you if anything strange and startling has happened, but I think everything's been strange and startling. Everything in general. Yeah. We still have some Bono bingo cards available if y'all message us. I haven't used my card again. I got to look at mine, too, and catch up. 58 people. That episode has 58 plays, and only one person asked us for a card. Oh, come on, people. If you didn't listen to that episode, we have Bono bingo. Ask yeah. Ask card. There's no prize, but we if you have a winning card then we will announce your name yeah in an app so wait a minute we this- decided what did we decide was strange and startling oh the 40 song oh cities. 40 songs in 40 cities that reminds me yeah we had someone on the ground report from one of those cities we did we need to play that yeah we do so yeah our friend who is YouTube fan polls on Twitter is in LA and she went to the site of one of these and sent us this. Hi, Garden Tarts. My daughter and I have just been to see the Songs of Surrender lyrical tribute here in Los Angeles. We got a good one. Show me a place high on a desert plain where the streets have no name. It was a mural on Melrose at one of the top Instagram spots in the city, at this parking lot where all the surrounding buildings are covered in street art and murals. There weren't any other YouTube fans around, although there were some tourists. Once we got to the location, that website unlocked an online shop for Songs of Surrender merch. I did not visit the store because I've already 
bought two vinyl records and don't need to be tempted to buy any more. And the website also unlocked the virtual fan billboard that allows folks to take photos sort of in the format of the songs of Surrender cover. Um, we snapped some photos and then we went on our way. Overall, it was a very low-key U2-ish encounter. So yeah, thanks so much for reporting from the ground. That's so awesome. We love reports. Yeah. Y'all can always send us like voice memos. And if it's pertinent and not like crazy town, we'll include it. <laughs> so are we starting with our bingos? Are we starting oh. with new footage? Or are we starting with new in terms of time? Because in Letterman, Bono was wearing pinstripe cuffs. Well, I would say that that's, that counts because we just saw it for the first time or since we started the bingo. And I guess that counts for Edge and a guitar, too. Mm-hmm. We don't know if Bono was in New York. Okay. My free space. Anyone in Dublin, we can get that. Pinstripe cuffs. Edge guitar. Something strange and startling. After you watch the Apple One interview, you'll get something Octum Baby. Okay. Is Bono in a car? Does Bono in an RV count? No, I think it's got to be a, at least an SUV. Okay. <laughs> Fair. I mean, at most. At mo- yes, yes. At I, most I, I, an SUV. I knew what you meant by that. Um, Edge was with Albano sometimes with Letterman, but that was still all in collaboration together. Yeah. Okay. And what, like a, when I say that, I mean like a picture of Edge somewhere out in the wild. Yes. Yeah. Out Bono. Fair. Okay. Yeah, so hit us up and we'll send you a bingo card. And if you get a winning card. We'll call out your name. If you get four in a row, we will give you a shout out. Sounds like a plan. All I need is Edge and a ball cap to win. I need Bono and Guest. We're neck and neck on that one. I know. Okay, friends. We will talk to you again next week. Yeah, I'm sure there's just... Oh, so much more to come. Well, until next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.